Hello and welcome along to Northumberland FA podcast from the sidelines. Uh, special guest today, Elliot Dickman, lead player development coach at Newcastle United under 23s. And the discussion today, is, we're going to talk about transition in the game. Uh, great to have you on, on today, Elliot. Thanks for having us. Uh, really looking forward to, to having a conversation about transitions in the game. Great stuff. Uh, Elliot, um, obviously, thanks for giving up your time. Um, can you just explain to everyone your current role at Newcastle and a brief outline uh, on your coaching career to date? Yeah, so um, I'm the lead player development coach at Newcastle with the under-23 squad. So, you know, my main responsibilities are the daily coaching of the under-23 group. Um, we have a, a multidisciplinary team around us who support that. Um, so, you know, there's coaching, there's sports science, there's medical, there's psychology, um, there's education stuff, there's analysts. So, yeah, it's a big it's a big programme for the, the players to try to help them, you know, develop, improve to, to hopefully play in our first team. And if not, then get a career in the game somewhere else. Brilliant. And you've enjoyed the, you've enjoyed this, the switch from from Sunderland over at Newcastle? I have, I have. Um, I mean, I was at Sunderland for a long time. Um, worked in in various roles from sort of under eight all the way through to to the twenty threes. Um, you know, I had some some good times there, but you know, it was time for a for a change for me personally. And you know, luckily luckily enough, you know, this this opportunity came, and I'm you know very grateful to to Steve, uh, Neil, and Mark for for giving me this opportunity. Um, but yeah, you know, fantastic times at Sunderland. But you know, so far at, at Newcastle, um, I've learned a hell of a lot in a very, very short space of time from some outstanding uh, people. And exciting times ahead as well at Newcastle as well, Elliot. It certainly is. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to go to a handful of games. Not not every one, but the ones that, yeah, you know, the 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 job the. The manager's done and his staff and the club and the direction everybody's going and the sort of you know the positive energy around the place is is, yeah. is incredible you know and um you know it's it's like you said it's it's the club's going to hopefully move in a in a forward direction and it'll be it'll be it'll be really exciting times absolutely and we'll look forward to that elliot um so yeah so the topic today elliot what does transition look like in the game as we know it um so my my sort of interpretation of transition is you know it's when you when you're in possession of the ball um you lose it um you've got to go and then try to get it back um and then it's what you do when you you get it back so it's sort of you know there's a lot of in possession there's out of possession but that's it it's in it's in the in between stuff so you've got the ball you lose it what do you actually do to try to get the ball back uh, and then once you've got it back what are you what are you looking to try to achieve within the within the game yeah and and transitions happen all over the all over the pitch and that defending third middle third attacking third um does transition look different in each of these areas or is it the same um I think I think it depends what what the opposition do. So if we look at yeah. where you've had it and you've lost it, and the opposition have now got the ball, I think it depends on on what what they do. So if they look to go um, quite direct and they want to try to counter attack on you, you've got to maybe you know you've got to, you've got two decisions to make. You want to try to stop that at, at, at source. So you want to try to stop that as high up the pitch as you can. So just say we've lost the ball and now we're attacking third. They're defending third. 
Um, you want to try to maybe win the ball back as quickly as you can to prevent the counter, but also for, for us in possession to go and try and score. Um, if you're not able to do that and they do go quite sort of counter direct and collective as a, as a team, you've got to you've got to obviously recover into shape and make it difficult for, for teams to play through you. So I think that 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 can be quite different in that that part of the pitch. The middle of the pitch, um, if you're close enough to the ball, I think you can affect you can affect the game um, and the transition no problem. Again, in and out. Um, so again, if we are in possession, we've lost it. Putting a bit of pressure on somebody who's on the ball, I think, can be quite you know it's a little bit easier. I think in the middle, mid third of the pitch, just because of maybe number of players in the round, and obviously you know they still got you know the back four potentially if you're playing a back four to, 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 to get through. But yeah, I think it, it it can look slightly different depending where you are. But the principles of what you're trying to do, I think, are exactly the same. You know, you either want to try to win the ball back as quick as you can or you want to try to retreat, recover into shape to be hard to break down. Yeah, yeah. Elliot, on, on, the, on the changeover on possession, um, when the attacking team have won the ball, uh, I was always coached up from on my year license from uh, from Dick Bates, um, yeah. fantastic coach educator. Could you play forward? Yeah. Yeah. So could we play forward? Whether that's over, in down the side, uh, could you travel with it? Yeah. Um, are these still current themes in transition? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Definitely. I think they are. I think. You know, you mentioned Dick Beat there, who's an outstanding coach educator, and I think those principles of of the game are, are very much are very evident now. You know, you you look at you just look at our first team. You know, against um, what game was it? It was on the TV. Um, Wolves. You know, they, they win the ball back. They play forward. They've got forward runners. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know that that type of stuff. So Wolves had the ball, lost the ball. We won the ball back, and I think we, you know, we got the penalty from that type of type of transition play, uh, if I recall rightly. So those those type of things are, yeah, definitely still evident in the game. You know, so can you play forwards? It's got to be one of the first things that you consider when you when you when you do win the ball back, and then obviously you know you. Your decision making from there depends on who is in that position. So who's in, who is up the pitch to be able to play forward too. If you don't have anybody up there, then you're not going to play forward. But it might be you have to play sideways to then go forward again. So no, I think what you've what you suggested there in terms of the transition and what you you know what was um, sort of coached in terms of Dick Bates' information on on the air license, I think is is still very evident in the game now. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you give a you give a really good example there of of Newcastle against Wolves on on transition and and I was before we came on today I, I was thinking back to the to the Leicester City times when the when they won the Premier League yeah. and a real good example was of of transition within their team was when they won the ball back the, the movement of Vardy to try to get in behind and down the side of uh, defenders caused the opposition lots of problems. Playing that, I suppose, direct football, but it was more purposeful and in the quality of of ball uh, and Vardy's movement to 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 create that that opportunity through that winning the ball back in transition. Would you say? Definitely, I think it's an excellent example. You know that I think Leicester event. You know, once they won the league and it's come out since, I don't think they've they've sort of made any bones about that. that's that's how they won the league really you know they were they had a, yeah. they had a, they had an attacking player who was um very willing to to, to run into space um and, I th- and once you've got that that's one of his key strengths 
and as well as putting the ball in the back of the net, which helps, you know, why why disappoint teams? Why disappoint, you know, someone like a Jamie Vardy who's very, very willing to make those those runs and if you've got a bit of quality in behind to, to be able to pick them out. It's a it's a really good example. I think Atletico Madrid are very similar in in, in La Liga. I think they've you know the, the, they've fallen short a little bit this season, but they obviously won the league the year before. And I think they're very similar in terms of how they play. They're very sort of compact and hard to play against. And then they've got you know they had Suarez and uh, Felix up front who again look to make those type of you know penetrative runs and forward runs yeah. in space. And like you see, I think they're two they're they're two really good examples of teams yeah. doing that. Yeah. Elliot, do you think the modern game now, um, certain teams uh, are looking to secure possession first before looking to play forward on that transition quickly? Do, do you think? Or um, I think I think it's a really really good question, and I think we can get a little bit lost with possession based football. I think you know yeah. there is a place for this, and there is a there's an element of when you you can use this. I think the the Man City's and your Liverpool's, even though I think they do have a little bit of good transitions in their games, you know I think they do do this and I think they do it well. But personally, yeah. I think for, for, for me, I think um, you know the first thing is can we go and score? Can we can we you know play forward? Can we get people making forward runs into space? Um, especially if you've got players who are are able and willing willing to do that. Um, it's not saying you're a direct side. It's not saying that you're just getting it and you're whacking it into space. I think mm. it's, a, it's a very sort of strategic plan to, to one, you've got half a pitch to play with, so why not use that space to your advantage? Get willing runners to go in there to, to support what you want to try to do. You're closer to their goal. You know, you've got a, a better opportunity if you do lose possession to maybe win it back again if you've got all your organisation right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you know people are watching Guardiola and how Guardiola's evolved the game. I think you can say that you know there's a lot of possession um, in terms of what he does, and I think a lot of people like maybe you know from a purist point of view watching that. But if you watch, if you you know if you really analyse and look at things in a lot of detail, I think most teams will 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 look to do that. You know they will counter attack collectively. They will you know play the ball into space. So it's not Man City looking to to dominate you with the ball. Of course, they, they want to do that, but they will also do the other side of the game. So, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a fine balance, and I think you know we've just got to be careful that you know the game is we want it to be an exciting game for 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 players, for coaches, for fans. So I think it's really really important that you know we don't we don't turn the game quite sterile by you know passing the ball around the back and keeping it for, mm-hmm. for keeping the ball sick. Again, I understand there's a place for that, but ultimately the first thing, like we mentioned, you know, what Dick Bitch, where Dick Bitch mentioned in in uh, his coach education with the A licence, you know, can you play forward, can yeah. you run forward? And I think those principles are, are still very evident now. Yeah, yeah. Um, emotionally, Elliot, does the team then in possession that look the counter quickly possibly leave themselves open to the counter-attack? as they may be unorganised themselves when pushing additional players forward. And I don't know if you saw the game recently, but the, the City-Liverpool game, that was, that was you know, like that, like yeah. a game of basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah, is that something that you've, you know, that, that you see regular? Um, and I suppose my question around that is, uh, as a coach, is this, you know, are we 
do the players need to take responsibility for this on the pitch? Or is this something from a coaching point of view? I think it I think it's a bit of both. I think the players need to take definitely need to take responsibility on the pitch. And I think it's something that you have to practice. I don't think it's you know, yeah. I think if we're if we're just gonna go and and, and uh, assume that players are gonna know how to make sure that so in, in anything you do you need to be organised, so you need to have a plan. So we are looking to to, to counter attack. We are looking to play forward. We are looking to 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 get in behind, but we can't do that with every single player going forward to do that because, like you say, as soon as as soon as you do that, and if you lose it, the game turns into a you know the modern phrase a basketball game. So it ends up yeah. you know we attack, they attack, we attack, they attack. So you do need to try to get an element of control within what what you do. So. Your first bit is: Can we go forward? Can we get into them spaces that were, you know, we just won the ball back? Can we get into them spaces that we've we've already discussed in behind? We need willing runners for that. If we lose it, can we press the ball? Can we be aggressive in 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 stopping them? Then looking to counter attack on us. And for that to happen, you need to make sure that you know you know you've got your numbers right in behind the ball. So whether yeah. that's you know whether that's your back four, you want to keep your back four intact, as they say. So you're keeping your back four together. You know the full backs aren't going to join in. If you want to do that, then that's one way. Another way could be one of your full backs has joined in. So you know you've got you've got three three defenders against two attackers. Um, it might be two two defenders, one attacker. So you've always got you know, you're outnumbering them with one player at the back and then your midfield players again. So it's again, sort of making sure that we're not pushing everybody into the box to go and try to score because, you know, how many times have you seen it when you really watch the games and you see, you know, there's there's three players in the box and there's six defenders, but it, it's one of the three attacking players that gets contact to score the yeah. goal. So it's making sure you're organising in and behind that. And then, you know, it's, from a coaching point of view, it's really important how you do that. And I, like I said at the very beginning, you know, you you need to, you definitely need to rehearse that and you need to practice that because it won't just happen because, you know, I think young players are, are very instinctive and I think they'll want to just run forward and they'll want to go and try and score. And I think it's, you know, it's our role as, as educators to help them understand the reasons why, you know, we are, you know, maybe he's keeping three players back against two attackers and the midfield players, maybe he's going to screen the edge of the box, that type of stuff. So from 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 a coaching point of view, uh, Elliot, what would we want in the first few moments of losing possession of the ball? So we're now out of possession. What would we want from our players? Right. So again, it'll, it it depends. Like I mentioned earlier, where you are on the pitch. So the first thing is, if you want to be really aggressive and you want to try to win the ball back as quickly as you can, that could be one strategy. So you could go look. We want to we want to win the ball back within. You know five passes, six seconds, whatever, whatever your little, you know, antidote thing that you want to have as a, as a, as a team. So it's something that the yeah. players are aware of. Um, again, it's not something, you know, you can't just think, oh, we're going to do that. And you can't just say to the players, oh, we're going to win the ball back as quickly as we can. You have to give them a little bit of a, a, a strategy and an objective to try to do that. So we've just lost it. Can you win the ball back as quickly as you can? If we can, come on, then let's go and try to do that. And everybody knows that. So it could be your centre forward who who starts that off for us. So your centre forward is going to be really aggressive. He's now going to try to win the ball back uh, for us. Everybody else behind needs to know that once they see him in his effort, in commitment to try to win the ball back, they're in the right position. If they break that line, the next line's ready to do their job. If they break that line, the next line's ready to do their job. If they're if they're good enough and they do manage to get through your lines, then it's the it's the importance of how hard you recover. 
Uh, and yeah. you have to do it really, really fast to get back in behind the ball again to make it difficult. So there's a there's a couple of ways there that I've I've gone through. So one, can you win the ball back aggressively and as high up the pitch as you can? If they yeah. do break through your lines and break through your you know your your press to try to win the ball back from a transition point of view, then you have to really you know recover as hard as you can to be compact and solid and hard to to, to play through. Yeah, because I, I think. You know, as as coaches, we try to create the the intelligent and clever players, but you know, there, there's a there's an art to that out of possession game as well, isn't there? And developing the players that uh, can intercept the ball or read where that ball's going, that the pass is going to go. There's a real art and and developing that in my in my players as well, Elliot. Hundred percent. Again, I think it's a it's an excellent point that you you're bringing up, Gary. I think that you know. Um, Players need to to be independent thinkers. I think the pressure of the game is 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 quite high, and I think you know sometimes you know players maybe don't like coaches giving too much information from the side. Some players do like that. So again, it's down to knowing your individual, the relationship you have with your individual uh, player on the pitch. Um, but the, you have to you have to you have to prepare them and, and work with the group for every every scenario. So. You know, if they're gonna, if they, if you, if you, you know, getting your midfield player in the right position to make sure that he cannot play the ball and he intercepts, brilliant. Um, but again, that's that player understanding, you know, how fast the ball moving, how quick the player receives, how quick he's moving, what's happening behind him, what's happening in front of him. So there's a lot of chaos going on, and you know, the, yeah. those split second decisions are really, really important. And if you've got somebody who can, can, you know, isn't intelligent enough to to understand that and can crack that, then you know, that's that's fantastic. One for that individual, but two for your team in terms of helping transitions. Yeah. It could- well, really good example of that. Uh, can a Chelsea uh, yeah, reading reading how to, how to intercept, how to break down um, transitions? Um, yeah, he's outstanding. Van Dyke, Van Dyke. Again, outstanding. You know. Pool, yeah. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, yeah. Top players. Yeah. Um. Suppose the next question. Elliot, as, as coaches, how important is it to create scenarios within training uh, to get our players making the decisions that they may have to make on match days? Uh, what's your thoughts behind that? I think it's. Uh, I think it has to be part of your of your program. I think it has to be part of your yeah. education. I think, you know, if you if you deliver, you know, as coaches, you, you you know, there's a lot of planning there's a lot of reviewing there's a lot of doing there's a lot of you know there's 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 a lot of excellent work going on i think with coaches and over over the last sort of 10 15 years in terms of helping young players develop um and i think one thing that you know is is a vital part of it is you know at the end players just want to play a game and and that's fine and sometimes you might want to do that but i think if you put a scenario within that so it again Think about your timings within the game. So if you've got 20 minutes at the end of a session where you want to play some small-sided games, don't just let the lads play for all of the 20 minutes. Within those, within that block of 20 minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever your number of uh, time is, 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 is left for, for that part of it, 
put scenarios in there for the players in terms of, you know, what 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 happens if we lose the ball? You know, that six-second rule could be the one, you know, can we win the ball back within six seconds? So you're chunking down the 20 minutes to to play mini-games. So within the mini-games, you are, you are helping and supporting, one, the learning, uh, you, you're giving them realistic game scenarios that, 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 that are going to happen. Um, and yeah, I think ultimately that's only going to benefit the player. So for, for me personally, I think scenario um, and how that scenario looks in all areas of the game is, I think, is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Have you any good examples of, of what practice should look like, uh, coaching transition in the game? Elliot around, you know, realism, playing numbers. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think the game itself actually will happen and I think you know if you if you are lucky enough to to do well any game in 11 v 11 ideally but if not I think any any game of football you are going to have transitions in it it's just going to happen yeah. naturally so um it's just been you know very clear with what you want out of those transitions so it's not to it's not to overcomplicate it and you're not going to get everything so you might have a list of five, six things that you want from your transitions um, within your, your your session plan. That's probably too many. Just try to really reduce that down. To, we maybe just want to see one, if not two key elements within training that will really hone in on the skill of, you know, what the transition is. It, it could be a recovery into shape. So we lose the ball and we're going to recover into shape. Um, and, you know, th- that has to be done with a real purpose. Uh, it has to be done with a real sort of aggressive attitude. And, you know, it, again, that, that you might, you might, it might materialise and happen quite well in a small-sided game, but that learning might take a few months for, for, for every player to, to really understand that. So, again, it comes down to the, you know, the plan-do-review aspect of, of, of what you do. So that, as an example, is, 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 is one area where, you know, you can really, really focus on. The other one could be, like I've mentioned, you know, we're in possession, we've lost it, we're now going to try to win it back uh, within yeah. that six seconds. And I think, you know, like you know, the big thing is you've got to practice, you've got to rehearse it. And I think it's really important that, you know, the the small-sided game stuff or, you know, maybe some possession games um, will, will will definitely lend themselves to to yeah. that sort of practice that you need to, to, to get out for, for your transitions. Overloads, underloads. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think anything, anything like that will always will always help. Um, you know, um, you know, like you mentioned, the possession game where you've got, you know, you might have a an eight v six, and you know, you're looking to go and score. Um, what do you, what do your eight do when they win it back? If they're the ones breaking out, what do your six do when they've lost it? So it's that 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 real that realism for for the game. You know, you're not going to have every eleven play all the eleven players running back to to defend. If you do, great. If not. You know, it might be just you have six doing it, you have eight doing it, or you have a certain number doing it. So I think, you know, the, the overloads and underloads are are a fantastic example of 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 yeah. you know what happens within the within the game alongside the 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 seven v seven, the eight v eight, the nine v nine, the ten v ten. As long as you're honing in on the the actual you know the topic, which would be transition and making sure you don't overcomplicate what what yeah. it is and what it looks like. Elliot, have you seen any common trends coming into the game at present around transition? Uh, and I suppose, you know, where they're happening on the pitch, or is it still a bit of a mixed bag of teams dropping in and dropping off? Um, or being really, as you said, being really aggressive and pressing high up the pitch? I think it's a I think it's a mixed bag. I think I think your your Liverpools and your Man Cities 
um, and a handful of other teams within the league. I think, you know, if they're losing the ball, they want to try to win it back as quickly as they can. And they're very brave with their defensive line. They're very high up the pitch. Um, you know, they've got a lot of bodies in, in their attacking half. Uh, our would be our defending half. Um, and I think, you know, those those teams tend to, you know, they, they do that. Um, I think there's there's other teams that as soon as they lose it, you know, they'll that they will they will drop in. I don't think it's as is evident. I think you see a lot more basketball, football um, in the Premier League definitely than 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 maybe we have over over um, you know a few years ago. I think you know um, continental football. I think you know if you went to somewhere like Italy, I don't know if you watch you know if people watch a lot of Italian football. The, the, you know Italian football is you know it's been quoted as it's like a game of chess. You know and it's very much. You know where you know you lose the ball and you you have to be in the right position and you have to recover back into the right position. So I think you know there's there's certain sides in 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 Italy and on the continent in Europe where they will do that. But within within England, I, I, in the Premier League, I think yeah the, the 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 top two are very very aggressive with a handful of other teams in and around that. And, I, and then I think there's there's teams who you know want to be you know make the, the game difficult hard to beat i think someone like a, you know i'm saying the top the, the, the top sides i think tottenham aren't a bad example of mixing their game around a little bit so i think tottenham yeah. are really good at you know dropping deep when they need to drop deep and you know giving a little bit of respect to whoever they're playing against and having a real good game plan to be hard to break through the lines to get close to their goal but at the same time every now and again you will see them you know try to press and, and win the ball back and i think our first team have done that. I think Eddie Howe's definitely uh, brought that into into our football club. And I think if you look at, you know, how at the performances um, since since he's been since the manager's been the manager, I think you yeah. can definitely see a change in that aspect of, mm. you know, there's times where we will go and win the ball back and press on certain occasions, but there'll also be a time where you know, no, you've got to come and try to break us down, and you know, it's been very successful for us. Yeah. Any key messages for coaches listening in? Elliot on on transition and how to develop that within their clubs and teams. I think knowing knowing your players and knowing the needs of the players is always is always a fantastic starting point. Uh, and then after that, it's not it's not to try to complicate it because I think sometimes, you know, we all get been guilty of this myself many a time. We all get very very excitable and you know the sessions flowing really well and you know we want to we want to. We want to try to get as much information into the into the, the players and into the group as, as as we can. And I think you know, you know, stripping that back to going really, really specific and simple. So simplify it, being very, very, very specific with it, um, and and not complicating it. You know, the I, I personally don't think the game is complicated. Transition. What is it you want to look at within it? Is it when you're in possession and you've lost it, or you've lost it and you're trying to win it back? Don't do both at the same time. Just yeah. really, really focus on on one of them, and then you know think about how that looks for your group and what the important things are for the group of players that you you're working with. And if it needs, you know, you know, if it's if it's you know, I'll keep coming back to it because it's 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 as simple to try to press the ball to win the ball back as quickly as you can. Yeah. Then really, really work on that. But don't expect that to happen, and you know, or just within one session. Don't think you crack transition just by doing that within one session. So you've got to repeat it, and don't be afraid to repeat the same session. Now, don't get us wrong. If you do the same session every single day, you know the players will will get quickly bored of of what you're trying to achieve. But you know, it's the skill is to try to mix it around and um, you know dip in and out of what you are trying to uh, to accomplish within that within within the transitions. 
Brilliant. Elliot, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us on From the Sidelines today uh, to discuss transition. Uh, good luck in your current role at Newcastle and we look forward to seeing you hopefully on the grass soon. Thank you very much, Gary. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having us.